Why did you walk in? You don't need a man, get to the bag, baby, you awesome I'm in the mood, I'm in the groove, I need to call you yeah. Talk That Talk Podcast, I'm your favorite host, Rob Bruin This is the platform where we move a little different And anytime I get to reach out, you know, connect with my people It's, it's good to help amplify other people's platforms And with my girl brother, Cuddy How you feeling, bro? Hey, I'm feeling great uh, Good afternoon, everyone I'm happy to be here Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So talk to me, man. Tell me about this Juni global situation. How did you really get into the entrepreneurship wave and, and what really, um, how did you come up with the name? Yeah, definitely. So um, always growing up, I always had business minors and, and electives. I think they were called electives in high school, middle school. So I always was interested in entrepreneurship. And then later on in life, just after my post after athletic career I played sports growing up since I was six so okay, okay. I always liked athletic where uh, I played my main sports were football basketball but I've also played I played varsity lacrosse for a couple years oh, did you play lacrosse yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you the only black guy on your team yeah I was but <laughs> I wasn't the only um minority on the team okay that's but the crazy crazy thing about that too crazy story so the coach was my teacher and he asked me to play because he knew how he knew me from the football team. Okay. And then from me playing, it actually created an avenue for more minorities to start playing. So I was the first, but I wasn't the last. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that because when you, when you think about sports, as you know, I'm, I'm a huge sports guy, especially in basketball. What, what can you say that you really learn from sports that help you transition like into your career now, mm-hmm. how you transition into entrepreneurship? Um, definitely the key thing for me is that sports can unite people from all backgrounds, demographics, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so how I transitioned that into my work and my career, for example, early in my career, I, I worked with a lot of people who are way more senior than me. Okay. And from sports, knowing that when you have that one thing that connects you or that one topic or like interest that you can really create a bond with somebody, that's what I always would tell myself. So if I was in the coffee room, I would say, all right, he's twice my age, but there has to be something we have in common. So that's definitely something that I took away from that. There's always something where you can connect the same way when you're playing sports, you connect with your coach. You know what I mean? Coaches are way more experienced, a lot older when you're on fresh on the freshman team, but you're playing varsity. Same thing. Sports is all about communication. I think that that's dope, too, because like when we think about sports, some people tend to think that it makes you one dimensional. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When, when I think about it, it, it helps you grow. It teaches you how to be a team player. It gives you those life skills. You know, like me, I'm really into basketball. And the thing about basketball is there's so many highs and lows. And mm-hmm. things can change so quickly, right? It's mm-hmm. how you start, it's how you finish. So mm-hmm. I know for sure, I'm not putting words in your mouth or anything like that, but you can already see the quick growth that you're seeing, you know, within mm-hmm. your company now from when you quickly started to, to where you are at right now. So yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. So let's let's start with inspiration, man. I know you recently moved back to Jersey. When you moved back, what really sparked that creative gene for you? So I would say definitely the just the, the environment. And when I say environment, um, I mean the fashion and the area, uh, the people around me, just the, the energy. Uh, when I was, 
I, I was living in New Hampshire for about six, seven years. And the, the closest relative was four or five hours away driving. So um, just getting back in this area, a lot of pressures were taken off of me because I had more resources. So I had more time to just think, get my creative thoughts together. And, and I guess I should say just think and relax. Um, and definitely seeing everything around me. When I was in New Hampshire, I wasn't out in the scene as much because I was uh, there for uh, work. So if I wasn't at work, I would, I would be working out, playing sports, or I would be back at home pretty much. Um, so I got back out into the social realm of things and it, it really helped me, you know, connecting with the people because when you have a business, um, the customer is your best friend. That's a fact. So when you said something real key there, you said resources. Now, obviously mm -hmm. you're on the East coast, but going from New Hampshire to New Jersey, it mm -hmm. opens you up to a whole new lane and a whole new demographic of people. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Explain to me really how it impacted you when you were back home and you seen somebody, you know, wearing your clothing for the first time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my my favorite memory that really stands out is I, I went back home and I got back into working out, just going to the local neighborhood basketball court. So mm -hmm. I started going to the basketball courts, playing, playing. And then the guys started seeing me there frequently. And they started asking me, oh, what are you wearing? I would wear my, my basketball shorts, uh, my socks, et cetera. And that's really when they took a, took a hold of the idea and they said, oh, let me see. Let me see it next time you come. So I got into the habit of keeping stuff in my car and it went from letting them buy socks from me to shorts, to duffel bags, to slides, hats, uh, <laughs> track suits, you know, so it really just kept going and kept going. So that's something big. Definitely once because I really, I really loved how they see me wearing it and that just made them want it. And that's what really got me to get things really going. Cause at first I started off slow and I wasn't sharing as much. I wasn't really posting as much, but once I seen that and how everyone on the court quickly took a liking to it, uh, it definitely inspired me. Yeah. It, you said something else real key there in terms of like posting on Instagram before last mm -hmm. time we talked, we talked about how important marketing was and, you know, you got low on Instagram for a little bit. So really mm -hmm. touch on that and explain to me how important it was now for you to be able to see people wearing your clothing, but understand the importance of pushing it out there and pushing your brand. Yeah. Um, marketing is huge. I, I really, I have my, a master's in business administration and I tell people all the time what I learned during my program. I feel like I, I learned a lot of information, but I didn't know how deep marketing was. And there's so many different avenues and departments and layers of digital campaigns and TV, radio, just so much that now that I got into this, I really learned how big of a resource marketing was and definitely having to get into the habit of posting. And we're in an age where, of course, everyone knows it's a, it's a pandemic. Everyone's inside um, digital. The digital world is, is booming right now. Everyone's trying to go digital. So um, I definitely had to get used to being in the, in the front light. Um, I was in the back, like you said, for a little while. So I had to get back comfortable with that and just posting and making it making it a routine thing. Because uh, to your point, you're you're always going to be your biggest supporter. And Absolutely. why should you expect somebody to to represent you harder than you're representing yourself? You know what I mean? So if I'm not sharing and posting every day, I can't 
look to someone else and say, oh, why aren't you buying something every day? So I feel like I feel like it's a give and take. When you think about support, which is something you just quickly mm-hmm. touched on, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but how do you feel about people that are close to you that don't post the clothing as much when they wear it like say for example obviously if if i buy your clothing like i have it on right now it's a dope shirt mm-hmm. and i'm um, just so everybody see i, I cop the shorts you know I, I like the way it goes across and the material is a one how do you feel mm-hmm. when the people closest to you aren't supporting and reposting you as much as you would want them to does that affect you or does it not really bother you at all it's a, it's a two-part answer um in the beginning that's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the co- the confidence in it. I didn't understand how thick skinned you had to be. You no, know, I'm a confident person. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to this, it's like <laughs> it made you it's look different. <laughs> it's like damn, yo, fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. So it's really it's really different. And then at first, I really it really used to bother me, bother me, bother me. But then I had to learn. And I had to look at it from a different perspective because that's what like having a business mind. If 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 you can't sell the item in this place, how can you go to this other place or how can you redirect what you're doing? So I, I took it as it's not something that they're doing to me. What can I do to make them want to buy something from me or to want to post? You know what I mean? Um, so it took a few different items, and then I finally got an item where. I felt like my market really liked and that helped, but that, that was definitely something I'm still getting used to it. Um, I feel like that connects with the thing when people are always like your biggest supporters of people you don't know. Right. It, it's just, it's just tough, you know? So you, I, like I was saying, you just have to have thick skin and, and just don't, don't take it on yourself because support can always come in different ways. And like, for example, I've had people tell me they wanted to purchase something from me and then ask me for the link. Yeah, that. But I've also had people who um, never did. But then four months later, they bought hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. Mm. So it's like, that's the thing. And I feel like I just saw this in this moment. Now that I'm reflecting on it, I feel like that kind of connects with the that instant gratification world we're in right now, because I could be like, hey, Rob, I want to be on your podcast. And then you could be like, all right, let's do it this week, this week, this week. But then if I don't want to do it, I can't be like, dang, he doesn't really want to do it because then I might come eight months later. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's like it's tough. I try to just always think positive. <laughs> you touched on a couple of good things there. I think going back to the top of the question, when strangers support you, I think that's when you really understand and you know that what you're pushing is really popping. Mm-hmm. It's really hitting. Mm-hmm. And something else even though we're you know in two different areas what we're still on the independent wave me doing podcasting you doing your clothing line i don't have an expectation of my people to support me why because i want them to naturally do it right you know what i'm saying i don't i mean if i send it to you i just want you to listen you know what i mean but you don't have to repost it i want you to repost it like you see something laugh at it and you genuinely want to repost it that's how i know i got you and it's cool that you're not on the wave yet because like i said when you get strangers it's different if you talking at work and you talk to somebody that does not know me and they're like yo I, I, i'm really rocking with this new podcast talk that talk by rob and you're like damn how you then in your mind it'll be like damn why did it take me so long to support my friend 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But every everything happens in, in timing. You know what I mean? So ne- never feel discouraged with that, bro. And it just might not be that time yet. It, exactly. And, that, and that's what I had to learn. Um, like exactly what you said. Our time is not always going to be their time, mm-hmm. you know. So that's really what I had to learn. And um, and then it's and then you made a good point. We're in different markets. So like for me, that's why I said I had to really find a way to redirect it because I've had some people come to me and they feel bad because they feel like I'll only take support as, you know, buying something or spending money, you know, but it's like, so that's another thing where it's like, it's really, it's really a complex thing, you know, but like you said, I'm glad that um, you wrapped your mind around it because it, it, it's such a complex thing to deal with. And, you know, relationships, that's the one thing I didn't understand how much I would have to be involved in. I see why companies have customer on, service. Oh, yeah. yeah, I see. <laughs> Very customer service people, I, I have a, I have a yeah. high respect. Used to for look them. Them yeah. yeah, exactly. Because I'd be like, I need me a little help this team. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's how intricate yeah. and crazy it gets. There's one other thing I'll leave with you too. Something that I learned is not to take things personal. You know what I mean? Like, just like you said, I might have told you that I was going to buy some gear from you. Maybe just two pieces at that time. But then I come back around eight months later and buy five hundred dollars worth of gear. Or I need you like you told me before. I need you to create all the jerseys for my team. So maybe it just wasn't your time yet. You know what I mean? I think when we learn not to. Take. Oh, yeah. We and we do do that, too. Oh, I already know. We do make jerseys for the team. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like that. I think when we learn not to take it personal, it, it keeps your creative juices flowing, you know, because mm-hmm. you could kind of get deep down in your feelings and start feeling the way because, well, why isn't he rocking with me? And it's, maybe it's just not that time. Juni Global, why that name? I was thinking of names for weeks, months. <laughs> I felt like it takes time. The name thing, the name thing really was something that was really, really important to me. Um, because I see so many names and sayings and acronyms. And I honestly, before I, I had to think of a name for my company, I thought they were just all fictional, made up things. And mm. that's when I started Googling some of the companies I look at like um, Nike and Adidas and companies I wear and learning the meanings behind the names like Adidas. It's two other people's names put together. Exactly. McDonald's. It's it's so many different things. And that's when I learned uh, a name is very, very important. Mm-hmm. It could be just as important as your, your company color. So, um, so I chose the month I was born and I wanted to do something a little different. So I didn't go with June. So that's why I put Juni. And then I still wasn't fully sold on the idea. But one day I was outside talking to this guy that I met um, last summer, um, right before this is right before I was launching my company, not last summer, but the summer before I launched. Um, and I told him about the name and he told me that was his nickname growing up. And I instantly was like, OK, that's a sign. I- I'm going to go like with that. it. Yeah. And then I-, I added on the global because I wanted um, the people to keep in mind, like our vision about 
unity and individuality. And I want my brand to be a household commercial brand that people from all around the world can wear. And I interact with people from different countries. I travel. So I definitely have um, some, some customers in the community presence in a lot of countries around the world, which, which everyone will see. So that, that was big. So when I put the global on there, that was like our stamp right there. We're not, we're not a local company. I feel that. What 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 countries so far? Like, where's the furthest um your market is reaching so far? I could name a few. So I have stuff in uh, Colombia, South South America. Mm. Shout out to shout out to them. Shout out to my people in Trinidad and, and oh. the, uh, over there in the islands. Um, that's actually my one pair of shorts. That's where I came up with these colors. Okay. I went out there to the islands and they were telling me, they, they were telling me the colorway that they like. So that's how I came up with the inspiration from that. Um, I have some stuff out in the UK. Um, I've been there a couple of times. I went to Paris. And so I have some, uh, some folks out there. Hmm, I think, I think that's probably it right now, but we're going to keep expanding. That's a good story. I mean, that's a good yeah. story. So when, when you look at the global market as a whole, which can be very tough, you live in the States. So, mm-hmm. What are some of the struggles that you're seeing so far as an entrepreneur or some things that you know that you can work on to just be better so far? Hmm. I will, I will drop a gym. This is for people, people who, people who are in the, the, um, in this business and do manufacture items. Uh, you'll already know about this, I'm sure. But the folks who are not, and you want to get your things created overseas. This is a very big thing. You have to be aware at the end of the year, of Chinese holidays and New Year's, that's where I believe the whole month of December and sometime in January, it might even be November, the factories shut down. So if you want to do a winter launch, you have to have your winter launch items maybe two, three months in advance. Me, um, funny, ironically, I launched my first item in December, so I got hit right with that. But when I did it the first December, I kind of got by it. But then when I had to come around this past year is when I really found out when my stuff took eight to 12 weeks to get here. And it, it, it was a mess. So uh, that's something to be aware of. If you're getting your stuff from China, Chinese New Year. But um, to, in the answer to your question of how I got uh, how I've gotten better, I try to get everything at least three to six months in advance, um, have everything lined up. I always have designs on paper, but just having the products on hand is very important because beyond that, the economy is changing. You see the things with the, with the tax laws, with Trump, with um, just legal people who could be in a country. All that stuff is also affecting the importing and exporting the planes. Um, I, folks, I don't know if uh, watching, listening. I don't know if you're aware of just how some countries can't get products in here. A lot of companies are suffering. Macy's, um, yeah. a lot of People folks are struggling over in Europe. Right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just so. If the major big companies, Saks Fifth, and all these folks are struggling, you can only imagine what it's doing exactly. to a small business. Yeah. When we look up at entrepreneurship as a whole, what has it really taught you about yourself so far? Hmm. It has definitely taught me that I'm a very, very persevering person because at the end of the day, when you're an entrepreneur, you just have to keep going. 
no matter what happens. Um, and I actually seen a quote yesterday and I don't want to mess it up. It was just yesterday, but bear with me. Um, <laughs> but I believe the quote said, everything you thought that you couldn't get through, remember you got through it. Mm. And I really like that because oh. when you're, when you're going through you're in the midst of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're always like, when is it going to be over? Like, am I going to make it? And then you always get to these moments where you can look back and, and say, I got through that. You know what I mean? So definitely um, perseverance is, is just a big thing. And, and, and I, and I understand, I also learned a lot of my strengths and weaknesses and I learned they like, they really say a weakness is, not always something to look at bad. It just helps you better prepare and adjust for other situations yeah. and to be successful in different ways. So those were really things that um that I've been taking into account. And I'm daily trying to read and learn and mm-hmm. and better myself. Yeah, I, I think that that's really clutch too because when you're in this situation, it always feels like it's forever. Like it mm-hmm. never feels like it's going to end. And like you said, when you finally mm-hmm. get to the end of it, it's just trust in the process like we uh, like we like to say now. And when you're in the midst of it, that's what really builds you up. You know, when you get to the other side of it, that's when you really get to look at, you know, all the things that you learn and how you can readjust. And when that situation comes back around again, you're completely prepared for the for the situation. So I think mm-hmm. that that's super dope within itself. And w- when we look at other clothing lines, what are some other um, possible designers that inspire you? Yeah, so I would say super super dry is my number one. I, I love dry their school. I love their marketing. I love um, their designs, just the layers, the attention to detail, custom zippers, the patches. I, I really love it. I think it's fun. Um, and I also have Head H E A D. They uh, make sporting equipment as well as athletic wear. And I like their price points for my company. I I, I definitely want to have a, a price point that I feel like a lot of consumers can Reasonable. reach. And yeah, as well as just having sales. So they have a lot of sales um, and, and their stuff is very durable. So I really, I really love them. And then the last one, this is one um, that's popular to me, but I found it just from work. Uh, it's called Guam. G-A-I-A-M. And it's a yoga. I've heard of that before. Yeah, it's a yoga wear company. Um, they have these shorts with some spandex under them. Okay. Most comfortable shorts I've ever worn. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's yoga. <laughs> um, so I was working at Bloomingdale's for two, three years, just when I was getting into my ideas and trying to learn the industry and, and visiting people. And I would just walk around the store and, and see what I liked and feel it. Feel them texture, yeah. yeah. For the textures. Um, I would practice with my mentors. They would say, where does this fabric from? What country is this shirt imported from? So I learned about stuff from Madagascar wow. to the Jordans so all, all over. And, and that's really helped me with um, sourcing my products here because I knew very early on, I wanted to, do I wanted to be big so I always wanted to look further once I got to the point where I could work with factories and not just going to um, maybe a shop and doing print here buy here etc so those those three and then the last one uh, I I didn't want to put in my top three but it's probably really my number one my favorite uh, player basketball player Dwayne Wade so the way of Wade brand um, and I think the 
parent company is called Zling. I might be mispronouncing that, but I, I definitely love their uh, marketing plan. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the a lot of the, the Japanese sportswear companies. I just love their their you designs. I, I love them. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Okay. So. When I think about, let's just say you're having a fashion show, right? Mm -hmm. If you could give me three prominent people that you would want in it to put on your clothing. In terms of like, they could could have a great influence or they could Mm -hmm. not. But who's three people that if you could get them to wear your clothing, who would they be? Three people. So I'm going to go number one. And I've never been asked this question. This is a great question. Winnie Harlow. What? Yeah. I definitely. Cool's the email for that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) Well, you know, that's a That's a good point. Like, man, it's business. I don't got to show him no email. (laughs) uh, Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have him too. It could be like a little his. Because you know, they like a little fashion. You know, he's in a fashion wave mm -hmm. too. He could be, he could be like the honorary person. I would definitely. Kanye West. Mm, okay. Because whatever whatever Kanye touches is it, is visible. He he has such a big outreach. His mind his mind is crazy in terms of creativity. Mm-hmm. And then dang, this is tough. I said three. Now I'm kind of thinking do I want If you want to throw an extra one in there you can, but I need three. All right, I'm going to say Kanye. If Kanye not feeling it, I'm going to Chris Brown. I was hoping you said that. I was really so, hoping you said that, because Breezy he he knows what to do. He know what to do, and that and he if he wear it, oh straight up. But you know he has a clothing line called Black Pyramid as well too. Yeah, oh yeah, familiar with it. Um, Definitely, it's it's cool. I me personally, I thought he could have added a little bit more to it, mm-hmm, but for mm-hmm. some reason it kind of. I feel like the things that he wears that are Black Pyramid isn't what he releases to the public yeah not, so which it's like i, I noticed yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean it's like the things that he's wearing that's what i feel should be in the store because the items in the store kind of yeah and middle, I, and I was know? following um i was following it for for a while yeah um even from the beginning and i kind of tailored some stuff on my website to kind of follow kind of what he was looking at because mm-hmm. i was surprised one thing that stood out to me um, when I looked in the Black Pyramid, was that he wasn't shipping internationally yet, mm. and that really shocked me because Chris Brown has such a Chris big yeah. international footprint. So once I seen that, it made me look into it business wise. How what made him make the decision not to do that? And it's a lot of other companies where they they may not be able to ship to certain countries online and that and that's another another gem for the business people <laughs> when it comes to sales and and markets and how you do that um that's another one okay but yeah definitely definitely chris brown all right number three i gotta get an athlete in here yeah you got winnie mm. harlow kanye chris brown and your last one i gotta get an athlete in here hmm. lebron that might be cheating, though. That it's might be cheating. It's cheat. never cheating. You pick Kanye. Okay. <laughs> true, true, Kanye. true. It's never cheating. True. LeBron has but his Kanye, that's definitely a one that's, that's like. Yeah, that's OD cheating. 
whatever you wear. <laughs> Literally. I seen Kanye wear a garbage bag. <laughs> Yo, you know they used to say his clothes are just shreds and all that. It's crazy. It's crazy now following the designs. That's the influence. His influence uh, is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, man. So just tell all of the followers before we let you get out of here. Tell them your website. Give them your IG handle. <clears throat> tell them where they can find everything so, so everybody can, you know, cop this clothing. All right, definitely. So you can find me at Juni Global Shop. That's J-U-N-I-G-L-O-B-A-L-S-H-O-P dot com. Juni Global Shop dot com. The Instagram is Juni Global, J-U-N-I-G-L-O-B-A-L. The Twitter is also Juni Global. So yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. So definitely check it out. Um, even if you're not there to purchase something, feedback, leave a review, or just if you want to talk, network, advice. Um, I'm definitely, definitely always open to um speaking to new people. Now I appreciate you, bro. I, I love what you're doing. Stay grounded, stay global, get to this mm-hmm. bag, uh, run it up. And I'm, I'm proud of you most. It's good to see how you know everything is growing so far in the industry. Yeah, likewise, likewise. All right, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. It's the Talk That Talk podcast. Appreciate y'all.